Hey everyone, welcome back to One Hit Wanderer. It's Evan, and today's track we're going to talk about is Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Uh, it's got a lot of personal meaning for me, it's got a lot of depth to it, uh, both musically and lyrically. So take a second, uh, pop a listen to it, and then uh, come back and let's get started. Okay, so Fire and Rain by James Taylor. Um, I remember as a kid, uh, I've told you guys this before, like I used to be able to tell who was home on the weekends based on what music was playing. Um, and so for like Bare Naked Ladies episode one, um, that was dad. Like dad definitely was home when Bare Naked Ladies was playing. James Taylor, um, specifically he has a live album that was recorded in the 90s. That is the album... I think that I mostly associated with my mom being home, um, but it also could go both ways. Like, both my parents really like James Taylor. Um, I remember as a kid, um, one of the first, like, concert experiences I ever had was them going to a James Taylor concert, and I didn't go, and I was upset about it. Um, so James Taylor's been a part of my life for a long time. Uh, it's been that live album. I actually didn't understand the concept of like the differences in a live album because I only thought like that was the only way James Taylor sounded to me. I didn't really listen to any of the other stuff until I was um, probably in high school was when I started listening to original recordings and I was like, oh wow, this guy hasn't aged at all. Uh, if you listen to his voice, you can kind of hear it a little bit, but I mean, he sounds the same now that he did, you know, this song came out in 1970. That's almost 50 years ago. Um, it's crazy to think. I, my mom and I actually went and saw him live in Fort Wayne. That was maybe two years ago. Um, and he sounded the same even then. So the guy, the guy's voice has aged really well. Um, he He's a paragon of songwriting. He is, he is able to rip your heart out um, with his songs. And it's... I mean, even as a kid listening to this, um, I felt that, and so I, hopefully I can convey that to, to you today. Hopefully you guys have checked it out and maybe have some of your own notes, maybe have uh, some of your own feelings connected to it, um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. First off, some background here. Obviously, uh, the album was released in 1970. Uh, the, the album was Sweet Baby James. Um which the title track on this album, this album is really good. It's his third album, I think. And I say that because there was James Taylor, which was his self-titled. And then there was, um, I believe it's called James and the Flying Machine, which was him and a band uh, that was actually only around for a year. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on in the song as well. But um, this album, Sweet Baby James, then comes out. So it's it's kind of his, it's his third credited like it's on his discography but it is not just it, it's his just him. it's only a second just him and so that's kind of where I, I couldn't really decide if it was a third album or not the discographies say it's his third so I guess I should just accept that and not try to make it my own thing um but I don't know leave a comment tell me what you think um I actually have an original um vinyl of Sweet Baby James and it is First off, anybody that listens to vinyl knows, like, it's just a different sound. It's just, it's worth it. Um, and especially with James Taylor, like I said, the meaning that I have attached to this song, personally, the memories that I have with this 
track specifically, but with this artist as a whole, hearing his stuff on vinyl, hearing how it originally was intended to sound is just, um, it's not out of body, but it is a deeper, it's a deeper experience than just listening to it through um, an iPod or, or a Mac or playing it through Bluetooth speaker or whatever. Uh, the, the vinyl is just so cool and it's 50 years old. I mean, like that, that is insane to think about that, that this song, that, that these songs are 50 years old. I came in contact with them when they were 20 years old or 30 years old, probably. And so being able to experience that aging, um, and like I said, he, his voice doesn't age. And so being able to like join, it's that whole idea of joining into the music and with artists like James Taylor that have been around for so long and have their songs have aged and their work has done well in terms of aging and sticking around and holding true and holding meaning. Um, it's, it's a crazy cool experience. And to be able to say that I can listen to it as it was originally done, I think that's super cool too. And I highly recommend checking out some vinyl. Um, it's definitely worth the investment. I've enjoyed it. So the track um, as a whole, I'm pretty sure it was pre-released as a single um, and I saw a couple examples of this along uh, the songs were Anywhere Like Heaven um, and Country Road on Sweet Baby James. It's highlighted, um, you know, it's Sweet Baby James, so obviously that track is on there. But then Country Road and Fire and Rain are like the two highlighted songs. So I, that to me indicates that there was some sort of pre-release or people knew these songs when this album came out. Something was going on there that seeing Fire and Rain would trigger you to say, hey, I'm going to buy this piece. Um, on top of it being James Taylor's third, so James Taylor uh, was established, obviously, um, or somewhat established as a songwriter and performer at this point. Um, it was really interesting doing the research on this one. I, I personally have very strong feelings about this song, and I had different understandings of what the song meant, um, but then looking online and doing the research for the show, seeing that that he has come out and explained it. And I, I acted, I think at first I was surprised by that, but then I remembered, like, this song is 50 years old. He's been doing this for a while. There's a point where he's not going to feed an illusion or he doesn't want to lie. He doesn't want people to think that this isn't what it is. He wants people to know what it is. He wants people to experience with him instead of um, just fabricating their own experiences. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think for him, he's got the soapbox to stand on, I guess, at that point. Like I said, 50 years. Um, he's been, perf- I don't. I mean, I, I don't have his age in front of me, but he's like 70-something? Let's see here. I can Google it real quick. How old is James Taylor? James Taylor is... Wow, you think it'd be the first? Oh, they're trying to sell me tickets. James Taylor age. Come on. He's 70 years old. Wow. So March 12th, 1948. Oh, so he's almost 71. Cool. So he's up there. Um, and like he, he doesn't care anymore. He, he wants you to be a part of it. He wants you to understand what you're looking at. Um, and so he's described it as... And it's pretty obvious once we get into the lyrics here. Verse 1 is about the death of a friend. Verse 2 is about struggling with um, addiction, specifically heroin. And 
um, among other things. And then uh, verse three is beating that addiction. And so it's pretty straightforward when he describes it. I think as a kid, um, first off, I didn't have the resources available to me. So I would just listen to this song and be like, wow, this song hurts. Like I, this was another one of those songs that when the first time I heard it, I was like, wow, this is actually a sad song. Um, this was one of those first experiences I had where the song, the music itself, the instrumentation was really upbeat, whereas the lyrics and the story that's being told is very heavy and bringing it all down. And that contrast is there. I think the contrast here is very good. I think it helps tell the story. It lets the audience into where the performer is at. It, it lets us all experience it as... I'm kind of 50-50. And I think the, the song, going into the lyrics, we'll get into this a little bit more, where the, the song is telling a story like it was negative, it got better, but it's still hard. And so that would be, in my mind, that that would best be described as like positive music and a really heavy story or a really positive story and really heavy music. But the... the However that it goes as the artist for the artist, it is something I think that connects. It makes it easier for audience and performer to connect. Um, and I, I, especially as a songwriter, I think that's your goal. Um, and James Taylor definitely accomplishes that goal here with Fire and Rain. He accomplishes that goal in a, most of his tracks. He's I can't express enough how good of an artist he is. Um and just being able to listen to his stuff and think like, wow, this came out 50 years ago, 45 years ago, 40 years ago. He's still coming out with new stuff now. And that that's the other thing I think to me that's amazing is that he has been able to stick around. Uh, it's not just his tracks. It's not just his albums that are aging really well. He is. Like I told you guys, my mom and I went and saw him live. It doesn't sound, he doesn't sound any different. He's got different bands. He's got different sound setup, different equipment, different guitars, but his voice is still the same. It might be a little older, like a little scratchier. At certain points, he might not be able to get as high as he used to go, but you can't tell. It's it's just an incredible... It, he, it was a great concert. He's a great artist. I highly recommend checking his library out, um, and especially this song before we kind of get into the breakdown here, which we're about to do right now. Um, so without further ado, verse one starts out, uh, well, the song actually starts out with, so he's a songwriter, so it's an acoustic guitar and it's just this beautiful progression. Um, it just is soft and it's, it's the perfect acoustic guitar kind of leads himself into the words. And then he leads with just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. Um, Suzanne, the plans they made put an end to you. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to send it to. Very simple, very deep. Just yesterday morning, they let me know you were gone. So um, looking into this a little bit, uh, first off, for the actual meaning, people kept uh, this girl, Suzanne, people kept the information of her dying from James so that he could focus on his music career. And so like that, that is crazy to me to think, um, he was really good friends with this girl, and then she actually committed suicide in um, an institution. And like, for people to keep that information from somebody else so that that person can focus on their career, I don't know what I would do in that situation. I know there are a, 
countless stories of situations like this where people are withheld information to be able to focus on something else. I don't know in this situation how I would feel. I don't know what I would do if I had that information and I was, I don't know, I'm not here to speak into a situation that happened a long time ago. Um, I'm sure people have come to peace with it. Um, I couldn't find anything that said anything to the contrary. So maybe I wasn't looking deep enough, or maybe they've actually come to peace with it. Who knows? All in all, when I was a kid, I understood this as this was a love song. And so um, I understood this part as, like, this guy is is coming to grips with the fact that this, this person that he loved is gone. Um, Suzanne, the plans they made put it into you. Like I said, um, she had committed, she ended up dying in an institution, uh, taking her own life. Um, I think, I think personally, and I think a lot of people that would listen to this song would agree that this kind of points to that idea that the expectations that people put on your life are a little too much to handle sometimes, and they can be really dangerous if you let them get to you, um, and in this case, it's the horrible it's the horrible result of that situation going the negative direction, um, and it really impacts James. I mean, it really impacts the narrator. Um, but in this case, it is James Taylor. Like it's it's actually him. It's him writing about directly writing about his life experiences. Makes it more authentic. Makes it sadder. I think more sad. Um, because it's you know it's real um, and th- that that tangibility there um, it, it's 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 real it hurts it hurt me when I was five it hurts me now listening to this song um, I, I cry I still cry I'll admit to that I cry every time I listen to this song it is a it's a ring dinger it, it is it hits you hard um, I love the line and I didn't couldn't find any explanations for it, and so I'm just gonna kind of tangent, go on a tangent about it. I walked out this morning and I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to send it to. So, like to me, I've always understood that as so. Like I said, I thought of this as a love song. I thought of this as a guy writing it down and singing a song to his love that's gone now. And so, I always thought of it as he was writing this song. And then he was going to send it to her, but he can't send it to her. So now he doesn't know who he's going to send it to. Um, maybe, you know, with it being such a direct, this is what James, this is how it happened to James. This is what James did in this situation. Maybe he's kind of hitting maybe a writer's block with that line and he just kind of came up with it and it's stuck and it sounds really good because it does sound really good. It's one of those like, write it down on a napkin and then, oh, it turns out to be a hit kind of lines, I think, where you, it doesn't, in the moment, it might not mean that much, but then listening to it over and over again, you're like, wow, like that was really good. I've never had a moment like that. I'm not, not very creative anyway, but that moment of, of realizing that they're gone, that he's writing down right there, but he's capturing that feeling um, with the instrumentation there as well in the track. It just, it, I mean, it's just, it, this song hits me, man. I'm not even listening to it. Um, 
I think I say this just about every episode. I'm not even listening to it, and I'm feeling it. You know, it's it, uh, it's 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 heavy. And I think as a kid, thinking about it like a love a love song partially helped me understand it better. But it also maybe that was the lens that I was seeing it through. Now I listen to it, and I understand what he's going through. I understand that he's lost somebody. Uh, he's lost a friend specifically. He made some poor decisions and now he's on his way out of those poor decisions and he's out of the ramifications, but his friend is still gone. And um, that realization is heavy. And that realization, I think, as a 23-year-old is heavy. As a six-year-old, it was heavy too, just even though I didn't understand it the same. The chorus of this song is incredible. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend, but I always thought that I'd see you again. Um, Here the instrumentation gets a little bigger. Um, In the original release, they add a piano, they add some drums, kind of as the song progresses, the sound gets a little bigger. Uh, Obviously, I've seen fire, I've seen rain. Polar opposites, water, fire. He's stating that he's experienced the spectrum. He's seen it all. He has gone to hell and back and that like he he's saying I I think I think what he's trying to convey there is that he knows what he's talking about when he says these things um I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end so he's seen the really really good times I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend and he's seen the really bad times um I think the, the whole centerpiece of this song is this idea that friendship is is very important and it is I'm not I'm not trying to discredit that at all. What I'm trying to say is that's the idea. That's what he's trying to say here. He's not going to he's not going to say anything else is more important than the friendship. I think to kind of keep the love song to kind of keep explaining the love song description that I held on to in my mind for so long. The friend like your lover is your friend. Um Olivia is my best friend. And I know that's super cheesy, and I know everybody's like, I'm so glad I'm marrying my best friend. I'm so glad I'm dating my best friend. It's super cheesy, but it's true. I mean, she is my best friend. And lonely times when I couldn't find a friend, like I can't imagine not having that friendship. I can't imagine not having that relationship, period. But that friendship is is an integral part of who I am as a person. And so to think with this line in mind and with that relationship, with my personal relationship, I'm like, dude, I'm there. I get it. As a kid, I don't think I understood it quite as deep. I thought of it more as a, I just, I don't have any friends. Um, And so that, that was kind of where I was at there. Um, And then this line, but I always thought I'd see you again. I understood this line as a kid. I can't tell you why I understood it as a kid. I think when I was younger, I had a really good grasp of death, I think. Maybe I didn't have a really good grasp of it because I remember really struggling with my grandpa passing away. But um, I, I get it. I, I get, I've gotten this line for a long time. I always thought that I'd get the chance to see you again. I always thought like you'd be there. And so to all of a sudden find out that that's not going to happen, like boom, like bottom drops out. Um, this is kind of where... With that line, the song doesn't get very upbeat. I, I hesitate I hesitate strongly to say that this is an upbeat song musically, instrumentally. 
But I would also say that it's a little more positive than I think I would like, knowing that that like this is the subject matter of this piece. Um, it, it, I don't know, man. It, it it's a weird contrast. And like I said, I think it's serving to tell the story of it's positive. Every, life is positive. Life is negative. I've seen fire. I've seen rain, and this is where we're at. Verse two is a prayer to get through it. Won't you look down upon me, Jesus? You've got to help me to make a stand. You've just got to see me through another day. My body's aching and my time is at hand and I won't make it any other way. Uh, A prayer to Jesus, a prayer to God to help him through the struggle. Uh, So specifically, like I said earlier, James has said verse by verse, verse one, death of a friend, verse two, struggling with addiction. So it, I'm, I'm guessing this is the moment of withdrawals um, from the drugs. Uh, he's relied, um, sorry, I'm jumping lines here on my notes. He, he needs Jesus at this point. Like he, his friends, humans aren't good enough for him at this point. Um, and it's kind of interesting to think about that with this overarching idea of friendship is so important. But I mean, there are points where, where your friends aren't good enough. And I think I've never personally experienced the like anything like these withdrawals that he's referencing here. Um, and I wouldn't wish that from what I've heard of that experience. I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. He He's thinking he's gone. He's thinking this is the end. And um, that in mind with the death of Suzanne... Like the mortality is there on his mind, I think. I wonder, I couldn't find anything about this, but I sit here and I wonder if like the death of Suzanne was the motivator for him to change his life. Um, As a kid, like I said, love song, this guy's lost his love. This is this guy praying for strength to get through it. Pretty straightforward there. Um, I wasn't, I was six when I first started listening to this song and I kind of hung on to this. I'm not kidding. I didn't really think about this song deeply, like lyrically, until probably my junior year of high school. And so, um, yeah, it was that's that's a pretty simple. Like, I just need help getting through this. Uh, that's how I understood it as a kid. And and with with the even with the twinge of the addiction, yes, that's more mature content. But you're also like that's the gist praying. Praying for the strength to get through it. He needs something more. Uh, we get back into the chorus. I've seen fire. I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. Uh, he sings it a little higher this time. He follows a uh, more upward progression with the notes. It's like, I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. Um, versus in the first chorus where um, it just kind of goes up and then down. He kind of ends a little higher. Um, with the find a friend, but I always thought I'd see you again. Still heavy, still hurts. (laughs) It's a pain that'll never cease. Um, We move into verse three then. Um, Been walking my mind to an easy time. My back turned towards the sun. Lord knows when the cold wind blows, it'll turn your head around. Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line to talk about things to come, sweet dreams and flying machines in pieces on the ground. Dang. Um, so this is verse three. This is getting over the addiction. This is moving on. This is, we're going to start progressing. 
Um, been walking my mind to an easy time, my back turned towards the sun. So I think he's realizing that giving up, this is him saying giving up is the easy way out and he's aware of that. Back turned towards the sun might be uh, he's turning away from the hope. Um, as a kid, honestly, this was the verse that like I just took. I didn't really understand it. I didn't try to add it to the meaning. Um, so I'm not going to talk about Kid Evan anymore because Kid Evan didn't get this verse at all. Um, so like back turned towards the sun, giving up. There's no hope. Um, and he's just going to keep walking. And then when when he says, Lord knows when the cold wind blows, it'll turn your head around. This is like the most positive line, I think, in the whole song. And it's like when when you're walking away from the sun and it gets cold, you want to turn towards the sun. And so this is where he's saying, like, I'm going to keep going. But when that went, when it gets hard, like, I can't say I won't turn back. I can't say I won't at least peek back at the sun. And I think that's the... That's him saying, I kept going, and then it got bad. Maybe maybe even Suzanne, Suzanne's death is the cold wind that blows that turns him around. Um, and he's starting to think about that hope again. Uh, he says, well, there's hours of time on the telephone line to talk about things to come. I don't know who he's talking about. I don't know who he's talking to. Maybe he's talking to a bunch of people. Maybe he's saying he's going to be explaining this for a long time. He's accepting that this song is what it is. It's it's a manifesto. It's a confession of what he's been experiencing. And now he's going to be going through it. He's going to be talking with people about it, communicating with them, kind of like a, a, a therapy, a therapeutic practice of talking through what's happened. Um, and he's embracing that it's going to take time, that it's going to be a process. Hours of time on the telephone line. That's a, like, I don't know if you've ever talked on the phone for hours um, it's so different. Talking with anybody for hours is very difficult in any, in any way. So, um, it, it is one of those things he's embracing that it's going to be a process basically. Um, and then the last verse line of the whole song, sweet dreams and flying machines and pieces on the ground flying machine, like I said, was a band that he was a part of. Um, and I didn't, I honestly didn't make that connection to flying machine until, I was doing the research for the show. Um, but I think what he's saying there is he's admitting that it was his fault that the band's gone. Um, maybe it was maybe it was his grappling with the death of Suzanne that led to the band disband dismembering, disbanding, the band disbanded. Um, they're no longer together. And so like with that. I think like that's a step like step one of recovery, realizing you have the problem. And so with that, it I think that's the hope of the song. That's the moment of I'm being hopeful right now. Um, it's 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 really sad to think about in those moments where everything is gone. You've realized that everything is gone because of what you did, but then now you know it's on the ground. Whether you're trying to rebuild it or not. Like, the pieces are there. And so you you have to be aware of the pieces. Um, I don't... Personally, I don't know. I didn't find anything online about if, like, Flying Machine never got back together. Um, and I don't know much about who else was in the band. I didn't really look into that. I didn't think it was too important to the piece. But I think it's definitely worth the Google. I think it's definitely worth the looking into because I think... That's the train. I think... 
the the relationship, the idea of rebuilding those relationships that were lost because of the way you handled your negativity um, is something that we all deal with and we all run into times where our own negativity brings pain to somebody else and our handling of it almost makes it worse. And so as humans, that's just the way we are. I think we try to bring everybody into our misery, but we don't try to do it in hopes of getting help. And so I think with this song, James isn't offering a way to ask for help. He isn't offering a way to say, this is how it's going to be. He's saying, this is how I did it. Like, this is how we have followed, this is how we all follow through this process. And there's hours of time on the telephone line to talk about things to come. There's there's a process that we're going to all have to go through to get through it. And then the cor- the last chorus, oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. This one, he ends really high. Um more positive, more more happiness and hope, I think, there. Um, but he still comes back with them. But I always thought that I'd see you one more time again. Um, even though there's happiness and there's hope, it, he's still kind of grappling with that. Um, there's an outro in the song. I uh, thought I'd see you one more time again. There's just a few things coming my way this time around. He doesn't specify good or bad. Um, I want to say good and I want to say bad. He's accepting that there's going to be both. Um, Thought I'd see you. Thought I'd see you. Fire and rain. Um, I think that is all just kind of like the musical. Thought I'd see you. Thought I'd see you. I'm not going to add too much meaning to it because it's, it's just repeating words from the song. If I added any kind of meaning to it, he's still just kind of like, man, thought I'd see you. Man, thought I'd see you. And then he's reminding himself, fire and rain. Uh, There's going to be good. There's going to be bad. And uh, I think that's okay. I think that's what James is trying to say there. I think it's okay that there's going to be fire and rain. You're going to see it. And James's life is a testament to the fact that you're going to make it. But I think that's, I think that's up to your own. I think he's leaving that up to you. And I would try to be positive a little bit and say, you know what? Like, you're going to make it. Um, everybody experiences it. Everybody is uh, in some sort of position to see the fire and see the rain and whichever one's good and whichever one's bad and wherever you're at on that spectrum there, um, talk to somebody about it. Communication is key. Um, tell somebody that you're experiencing fire. Tell someone you're experiencing rain. Find somebody that you can talk to about that. Find friends. Make friends. I think that's the whole point of this song specifically. But then if you look at the rest of James Taylor's career, um, he's very much connected to Carole King and uh, the You've Got a Friend song, um, not the one from Toy Story, but another one that's really good um, that kind of starts off when you're down and troubled and you need uh, some loving care. And there's some little more, uh, some light maybe to brighten your darkest day. And then the bridge is just close your eyes and think of me and soon I will be there. Uh, this idea of friendship is important to James Taylor and I think it's important to all of us. And I think it should be. And especially 
with the world the way it is and everybody at each other's throats. A reminder that we're all kind of going through the good and the bad always, I think, is very important uh, and very helpful to maybe not necessarily solving all of the world's problems, but definitely having a conversation about them. And that's my two cents. That's how I'm going to be um, political without being political, and I'm going to end it at that. So I appreciate you guys listening. Um, as always, subscribe. Uh, we're on every platform. I think we're on a lot of platforms. I just found out today that Anchor is joining Spotify, so we're going to plug Spotify a little more, um, but also Apple Podcasts and wherever you can listen to podcasts. If you're listening on iTunes, I highly um, I request, I beg you to leave a review um, just so we can get started. And wherever you're at, leave a review, leave a comment, follow us on Instagram. Let's keep the dialogue going. Thanks for listening, guys. Hope you have a good one. Talk to you real soon.